Hello, everyone. Welcome to the After 50 Shades of Grey podcast. Our guest today is Lisa Botwinick, who is a coach for women over 50 who want to love again. Lisa found herself in a space familiar to many of us, wondering what to do with the rest of her life at a time she could finally focus on herself and her own needs. After retiring from a career in human resources that spanned 25 years and caring for her parents until their passing, she felt she had much to give. With the help of a relationship coach after a serious relationship came to an end, Lisa gained insights that contributed to her personal growth and led her to obtain her own coaching certification. She now offers services to help women over 50 in their search for love. Nonviolent communication is core to her practice as she helps women express negative feelings without blame and anger, lessons she had learned. She's a certified IPEC coach and has completed workshops and additional training that make her a great partner for those seeking to up their dating game. As a certified deeper dating mentor, she teaches others how to get past obstacles that get in the way of achieving a desired relationship and become more confident in fulfilling their dream of finding true love. Lisa has a 12-week group program on dating and if you mention the After 50 Shades of Grey podcast, you can get a complimentary one-on-one session with her. Welcome, Lisa. So happy to have you with us today. Very happy to be here and share this time with you. Thank you for asking me. Wonderful. So as we're talking writ large about relationships and finding love and learning to love again for some of us. For some of us, it might be finding love for the very first time. You know, it doesn't always happen in your 20s, 30s, 40s. So what are some of the challenges you find women over 50 face in this space? Well, the first thing I've learned is to um, value myself and have my own life mm-hmm. and not depending on a man to make me happy. Absolutely. Some women do that, mm-hmm. but it, it, it doesn't work in the long run. I mean, we want to save time and we're not in our twenties and thirties anymore. Right. So we, we want to get it right this time or right. for the first. Right. So, uh, when my parents were ill and when I was taking care of them, I, I needed an outlet. So I started to get involved in art, arts and crafts. My ex-partner, even though we had difficulties, he inspired me to be creative. Mm. He he was a photographer as a hobby. And that helped bring out my uh, my own creativity, which disappeared a long time ago. Wonderful. So even though the relationship didn't work out, you were able to gain something from that relationship in terms of rediscovering a part of yourself that made you actually closer to whole, which is what we really want to be, right? At the end of the day, we want to be whole. And that really can't come from the external, even though a lot of us have been conditioned to think that's the way it is. 
I disagree. I think you have to do the work for yourself and on yourself before you're really ready. So how do you help your clients navigate the dating scene? Because after 50, it's a whole other scene, especially exactly. if you haven't done it in a very long time. Exactly. And and now, uh, especially with the pandemic, Absolutely. Um, it's even harder. Yes. And that's something I'm working on myself. Um, you still need to think about yourself and keep your own life. Um, and... I mean, online is really the only game right now, unless you want to wait. A lot of people are waiting. I've found that online, a lot of guys want to wait till after it's over. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, but I, I've been persistent because I feel I'm, I'm ready now mm. for uh, a new partner. Um, I also, when I was in this relationship that didn't work out, I started studying nonviolent communication, mm. which is uh, communicating your feelings and needs without blaming, without angry, getting angry at the other partner. Right. And that's much more effective. I studied it for two years, and it really helped me with, with this relationship at, at towards the end. Okay. And I did get him involved in it a little bit, but then he, he went away. But so those two things, my creativity... And my method of communication really improved. And I can use that any relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be a man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because a lot of times we think when we talk about getting relation, getting into a relationship, we put it into a spouse, a partner, a husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. But it actually... You know, there are other relationships that we can have that can fulfill the pieces that we are looking to fill. And I have my own ideas on one person being the solution to every part of your life, but that's for another podcast. So what tips can you give on dating in the age of coronavirus? And while we're in the midst of a pandemic, give us some tips that we can use to make ourselves more open and amenable. Yeah, well, uh, I met someone recently. I, I don't you know online. I don't know if it's going to work out. Uh, we've been doing Zoom. Right. And uh, be, before I met this person, there are a couple of red flags you need to be aware of. Um, this, this, I'll, I'll name two of them now. Okay. If someone asks for money <laughs> and they give you a big sob story, you know, uh, my mother has breast cancer, or I, I lost my home, or whatever, stop story. That's a big red flag. Do not, if that happens, delete, don't respond, just leave it alone. Uh, the second one, which that's happened to me several times, I just ignore it. If they profess love for you immediately. <laughs> uh, I, I had one a couple of weeks ago, I said, oh, you're gorgeous, and... I can see that you have so much life in you and I want to talk to you and I, I know 90% already. I ignored it. Right, right. So you have to be aware of things. Right. And if a person says they got a job in another country, that's another red flag. That's another red flag. So, so it's very important right, to right. really look at what you're seeing. Right, because being open does not mean that you're 
just going to throw the floodgates open and invite anyone in. You almost have to be even more discerning than Mm -hmm. you would be in what are traditional times where someone introduced you to a friend and they can say, I've known this person. Dating online comes with some inherent risks. I mean, that's just the word. There are risks, but it's how do you mitigate those risks? How do you protect yourself so that Mm -hmm. you are not faced with a problem that can be very detrimental to you. So being smart, using, if you've not done online dating before, really using a coach to help you navigate those, what can be treacherous waters. I personally know three, four people who've met their spouses online and mm-hmm. are years in. Um, one of them has quads actually, and I think they just turned 12, which is so hard for me to believe, but yeah, you know, it, it happens, but for every one good one that happens, there are a myriad of others that you should, who say, I should have just let that go. So you really want to be intentional and really look very closely at what someone's telling you. And if your gut says something's wrong, as we get older, we kind of learn to trust our gut more. Mm-hmm. It's when we start to feel like it's not going to happen or it's not happening fast enough that we make mistakes. So the red flags, you really want to look out for them. So Tell us about your coaching process and how you help women over 50 who want to find love again or for the first time. Mm-hmm. Well, I first uh, find out what, what they're looking for, um, what the past relationships have been like, mm-hmm. you know, in a general way. I mean, this is not therapy. Coaching right. is much different than therapy. Therapy uh, helps you understand why you behave the way you do. Mm -hmm. But coaching is more in the present. I mean, we look at the past and then we see, has has your your past beliefs really served you? Mm. You know, in the present. They may have served you in the past when you were younger, in your 20s and 30s, but they don't serve you in the 50s and beyond. Okay. So, one of the the, um, um, Techniques I use is having the person write a manifesto mm. of what of, of what uh, you're really looking for. You know, do, you, do, you do it for yourself first. Um, and I don't mean how tall, what color hair. You know, I don't mean those things. Right. I mean, things that are non-negotiable, how you want to feel in a relationship. Mm. Do you want to feel cherished? Do you want to feel joy? Right. Do you want to feel trust or anything else that you may may desire. So that's, that's one of the first steps. Okay. And as well as, you know, um, discussing the past and um, also setting boundaries is very important. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I, I go into that. I have exercises that if a person really needs to set boundaries, we can we go into that. Um, I had a couple situations, I guess, this past year, or maybe it was before the pandemic, 
uh, one man said he knows me from dancing when my hobby is swing and ballroom dancing. And oh. I, I didn't rec- recognize him, but we made a date. I think it was a Friday. And um, 15 minutes beforehand, I was walking out the door to meet him. He canceled. Mm. He said something happened with a family member. Oh, wow. So oh, then, wow. He said, then he said, do you want to reschedule? I said, no. <laughs> I said, immediately I said, no. I've learned from my past um, mistakes. Okay. That I, I wouldn't reschedule. Like several months ago, a year ago, I would have rescheduled. But this time I said, no, I want someone who, who respects my time. Absolutely. Respects my time and, and uh, values me. Right. And that was that. Mm. So I felt very good about that. Okay. Um, Another example. Oh yeah, I, I dated someone twice before the pandemic, and it was going okay. And then the pandemic started, so we had a Zoom meeting, and then he said he wanted to see me or anyone every day. Mm. And I said, "That's not for me. I have a life." So again, I, I set a boundary. I said, "I have my business. I have my friends. I have my hobbies." And then he got angry at me. Okay. So definite red flag. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And he was he was seventy. Mm. So you have to know you have to pick up these things quickly and not waste any time. I mean when we when we were younger, you know, I may have gone for that. Oh, he wanted to see me every day, he mm-hmm. wants to be with me. That's great. But not now. Right. Not now. Right. I won't do that. Right. I'm not giving up who I am. You have to know who you are. Right. That's very important to me. I mean Perhaps I may go to the extreme. I don't know. But that's something I have to find a balance with. Right, right. But only you know. And that's, I think, why it's important when you are doing this exercise on determining what is the thing that would make you unhappy. And if it was somebody canceling at the last minute, it might seem like a drastic move to say, no, I'm not going to reschedule. But actually, if that's something that bothers you and would really make you feel not valued, then I would have to agree that at that point, you make the decision and say, look, this is not for me, right? People have emergencies. Yes, they do. But this is the thing about boundaries, right? They're yes. boundaries for a reason. Yes. So, yes. you know, um, if it's a first date and it already hits a brick wall, yeah, I'd be, <laughs> I have to say, I'd be with you on that. I'd just throw that flag up and go, yeah, <laughs> that's a done deal. Because I think one of the things is we look at other people's relationships and we think, Oh, but she's not as tough on him as I am on guys. So maybe I'm just too tough. But your boundary may be different from hers or from his. So it's really about doing that work to understand what makes me happy, what makes me unhappy. So a guy doing big um, out in public things like coming and meeting me at the airport with a bouquet of flowers and balloons, I find that embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Some women love that and think it's just wonderful and, oh, that's so romantic. I don't. I'm embarrassed. (laughs) You know, we are just who we are, and we need to accept who we are. 
It took exactly. me a long time to get to the place where I said that stuff like that embarrasses me. Even though I thought of myself as a romantic, that's not one of the ones that I consider romantic. I would do, I would more likely do a kiss cam two seconds and be done than an overblown show of um, romance. I don't know. I guess it feels inauthentic to me. So just thought I'd add that. If it's down the road, like after seeing, you know, being with this person for a year or two, I think that's appropriate. But that's that's just me. Right. And I think if they were with me a year or two, they'd know that <laughs> it's not the exactly, way to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, so Absolutely. If they don't, then uh, mm. something's not not right. 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 Absolutely. Um, also, they, there's the five languages of love. Has mm-hmm. anyone ever heard of that? Yeah. It, each person has their own way. Their own love language. And yes, if you do yes. something really sweet for me, uh, it might be fixing a dripping pipe or, you know, something that, or taking my car and getting it filled with gas and washing it. And to me, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's how I reciprocate too right i will do things for you i i will cook and put on a spread especially at thanksgiving and christmas for my family that you know they'll be like how do you make so much stuff and it's just one of the ways that i express love mm-hmm. everybody's different yeah. we all have our own way of receiving love and giving love yes and that's very important to know about our partner yes it is yes it is like this, this guy that i i saw uh last time uh the serious relationship that ended in 2012 he would buy me presents but things that he he liked <laughs> that he wanted me to have right right you know that 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 didn't go with me you know yeah yeah yeah, you know, that's, um, and he probably thought he was being really sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So, were there any other pieces to the process? I think we got to three or four. I listen very carefully to the person's story, mm. and I try to reflect what I'm hearing back so the client can see their own story and perhaps in a different way. True, true. Mm. Um, and I, I don't give um, advice. Mm. Um, because everyone's different. Like, I'm not going to tell you to, to have these in your profile or, or you know, put these things in, in your manifesto of what you want because your ideas are different than mine. Right. So I, I ask questions to help the clients figure out for themselves what works for you. Okay. So we you talked about the profile. Do you help your clients with their online dating profile? Tell me yes, what yes. how you can assist someone who is either new or has not liked the experience they've had to date. Yes, that's that's. I think that's what I wanted to speak about. Um, the profile. It's. Uh, I can tell you how to write a profile and how to respond to one. Mm. Uh, in in your profile, you don't say I like to travel. You 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 give an experience. 
Ah. Like, um, I, I, I gave an experience of, uh, I have a friend in France mm. who I met when I first went there. So I, I, I explained about that. So it, it, it tells a little bit about me. And I met her in 1970 and we're still friends. Wow. And I'm, 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 uh, she's on her second marriage. And she has a, a daughter and a son. And yesterday I was talking to the son online while we were watching the inauguration. Mm, okay. Okay. So that was kind of cool. Right. So he, so he was learning about the, uh, you know, the politics. He said, you know, do you have to wait till 12 o'clock? You know. Right. <laughs> but he, he speaks English very well. So that was good. Oh, okay. So that, that you know, that's how I tell about my, explain about my experience in travel. Mm. Yeah, and no, also, I like that. that's a good. That's a good point. So it tells, telling a story, not right. to say I like this, I like the theater, I like movies. But everyone says that you know you have to tell who you are, be authentic, and mm. who you are. That really tells who you are. Um, also, how to respond to a profile. Uh, you don't make it too long. Mm. You um, you ask a question. You compliment them. Don't don't send a form, you know, to a lot of people. You make it personal so they know you're responding to this particular person. Okay, okay. So read their profile and pick up on points. And when you respond, show that you have taken the time to, in essence, get to know them based on what they've said. And then exactly. red flag if you say something about it and they're not responding to that particular thing, maybe with a story or something more in-depth, then that could be a red flag, right? That something's not right about that profile. Yeah, you have to learn how to, how to read in between the lines. That's yeah. something you you get with experience and looking at a lot of profiles. And I'm saying it's, it's, it's a numbers game. <laughs> and I, uh, I respond to a lot. And... Uh, if I, say I, if I respond to 10, I'm lucky if I get one or two responses. Okay. And I'll, I'll, say it, I'll say at the end of my response, say, please let me know either way. Mm. And some people do and some don't. Right. You know? right, right. But, uh, you know, you never know. And with this, this person that I met recently, we're supposed to meet in person next week. I think it's supposed to be cold. So, I don't know. We'll have to see what's going to happen. Because mm. it's, it's, you know, I, I don't want to go inside at this point. Right, right. Uh, so, um, but I, uh, we had a couple of Zoom meetings. Uh, we watched movies online together. There's a couple, there's several apps you can watch movies together. Mm. So like going to the movies, but in separate spaces. I like it. Yeah. Like he said, yeah, but we can't hold hands. That was just fun. <laughs> so, and hopefully he won't talk over the movie. <laughs> Like no, we didn't talk over them. Right, right. But he, he he did say he lives in New Jersey, and it's a little over sixty miles away. It's a bit far. Okay. But then his his response was, which I really liked. I was impressed by it. He says, "The more the risk, the greater the reward." Mm -hmm. So that that was very impressive to me. Okay. Okay. So, so we'll have to see. And maybe it may work, it may not, I don't know. Right. So I think that if you embrace risk, that's the right thing to you. If you're a low-risk person, you're going, ah, <laughs> no. <laughs> so that's, that's so 
real, though, about our differences, right? And I think if you work with a coach and your coach says, outline for me, what are the things that are must-haves? What are the things? And for a lot of people, even in their 50s, when you first ask them that, they may not really have the answer, which is interesting, right? Because the one guy I dated, and this is probably five years ago, um, when I met him, I had been divorced for about 13 years, had not dated nothing. And I told him, I said, you know, we were introduced by a mutual friend and I told him, I said, I'm clear that you're not what I'm looking for, but basically for me, it's about getting to know someone. So everybody I meet or may elect to go out with may not end up being a life partner. And I think that's one of the challenges for us when we're over 50 is that we don't approach it from the perspective of this may or may not work out you know, but it doesn't really have to on the front end, right? It's getting to know someone, it's getting out there, it's letting yourself be heard and letting yourself be seen and opening up. You get to know what's good, what's bad, what's not, what's for you, what's not for you, and you make it from there, right? So I think that really is a, a good cue for folks to know. At the beginning, when you first start dating, it's it's good to go out with a lot of people, yes. just just to see just to see what you like, what you don't like, mm-hmm. and and you learn from every experience. One of uh, my colleagues who also took this deeper dating uh, program, uh, she had sixty coffee dates, with sixty different people. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, everyone has their own way of doing it. Right. You know? Right. Right. And, and she, she learned a lot from it. Right. So I just did a blog post um, that I literally just published, I think, a couple of days, Tuesday, um, the 19th, on sapiosexual and how we see ourselves and how that impacts us finding love, right? Because... This article that it's actually a client, a coaching client had asked me if I'd ever heard of sapiosexual. And I'm like, nope, never have. And when I looked it up, it's someone who is attracted to someone not because of the way they look, but their intelligence, what they bring to the table. It's it's not just the, that they're they fall in love with your mind. It's a whole essence thing that has nothing to do with your physical appearance. Mm -hmm. And I applied it to plus size women, right? And what we call the big girls, right? How we look at ourselves and how we, without sometimes even saying it out loud, body shame ourselves, because we don't think we um, deserve love because we're larger sized. And that's a whole thing to 
get over. And I look at, I, one of the things I wrote about is, you know, if you don't love yourself when you're a size 20 or a 22 or a 24 or whatever, you're really not going to love yourself as a six or an eight. So mm-hmm. why don't we get to know ourselves and love ourselves where we are rather mm-hmm. than waiting till we are the perfect size, the perfect this, the perfect that, because we know, right? Perfect is <laughs> continually moving. You never none quite none hit it. Perfect. You never quite hit it. No, so, none of us are perfect. Exactly. But we are conditioned by society and by advertising to think that, you know, if we do Weight Watchers or WW, we will be oh so great and life will be wonderful. And I just really want to communicate that, that, you know, if we work on ourselves, on being whole, on loving ourselves where we are today, which doesn't mean that we are not taking steps to get healthy, to eat better, to exercise, if that's what we want to do. But we're not doing it in the hopes of getting to a place where mm-hmm. we're desirable, right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. We're, we're doing it for ourselves. We're for doing us. it for ourselves. Absolutely. Internal, not external. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my question, my next question for you is, so... If I'm wanting to start dating, but I'm just really afraid, what are some of the ways you could help me um, to overcome that fear? To, as you say, risk the reward, right? How, what are some things you would help me to see potentially that may help me to approach dating with maybe a more positive outlook? Mm-hmm. Well, first I'd ask you, um, what's, what's the worst can hap- that can happen? What are you really afraid of? And is that actually going to happen? Mm. Okay. Because um, a lot of times our expectations and our fears are, are Overblown. come out of nowhere. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes they come from our past. Ah. What our, our family has, has taught us. So you have to take a look at that and then take a look at who you are now. Is that really working? Absolutely. Like my my mother, she was a very fearful person. And she instilled that fear in me. But wow. when, when you're younger, you know, she's your mother. You know, you don't know. Right, right. And it, it's taken me a long time. But... um. Well, I, I may not do that. I yeah. think I wrote another post too about um, living our lives in fear because I remember I was probably 12 or so years old and asked my aunt, I, I'm, you know what, I might have been even younger than that, and about going to a friend's birthday party. And she responded, um, Not every bell that rings you have to answer. And I'm like, first of all, <laughs> I don't go out anywhere. So that 
response. And then she told the story of this girl, Polly, who was their next door neighbor. And it was the same thing. She ins- she always wanted to go out. And then she was in a bus accident and got killed. And it's funny how that thing stayed with me because sure. then I felt like I had to cram all my life into my before I got into my 20s or my early to mid 20s because I could die before it all happened and in my blog post I was like sometimes adults need to just shut up right because you talking to a child and telling a child something you don't know how they process it and you can scar them just talking smack Right. So we have all these hidden fears and hidden things that are from childhood, from family, from friends, and all of that can coalesce and affect the way we look for love, the way we find love, and the way we express love. Exactly. So. Also, something else I, I've done in the past when I had it. A live group, which I miss. Uh, I used to do a, a vision board workshop. Oh, I love vision boards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just wondering how to do it online, but we'll see. Uh, it can be done. I, um, yeah. yeah, it definitely can be done. Um, yeah. My grandniece, who is a new realtor, I saw her post on Facebook that she's actually doing a vision board um, like on Zoom with people who desire to own their own home. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's a really good exercise. Now, if you really think about it, if she had someone maybe who was a credit counselor, maybe from a bank or somebody who did financing and mortgage you could really do something with that as a marketing tool. I had never yes. thought of that, but I that was but it would definitely group exercises, vision boards are a wonderful thing, especially yes. when you let the group get in on it because you'd be surprised and I did this assessment, the fascinate assessment, which is one of the assessments that I offer my clients which I loved it. And I did it when I went to a badass women's boot camp when I lived in Tampa in Florida. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because the women who, you know, one, a couple of the women gave me some input that I was just like, how did you even know that? But there are some things that we just give off that people feel about us. People just know about us being in our presence that we may not admit to ourselves because we don't want to feel like we're being um, too full of ourselves. And frankly, I think that's something we got to get over. You got to be as Mm -hmm. full of yourself as you can possibly be without being nasty, arrogant. (laughs) Yes. Right? But self-assured is a good thing. Yes. Because I think women especially have been conditioned to be shrinking violets. Yes. Not anymore. Not anymore. That's just not the story anymore. We got to do the Helen Reddy, I am woman, hear me roar. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. So... Did you see the movie? 
She has a movie out. I think it's called I Am Woman. Really? I have not seen it. No. I I forget which uh, streaming service is on, but it was very good. Oh, I'm going to have to look for that. Yeah, very good. Yeah. All right. So is there something else you would like to share with us? Well, the main thing I was to say is to be who you are. Be authentic, be genuine, be honest, put yourself out there and say what you're really looking for. Don't, don't say, I love the movies, I love to travel, I like this, I like sunsets. Everybody says that. Mm-hmm. You know, be, be true. Mm-hmm. And you, you will only want one person unless you're polyamorous, you know. Right. But you Nothing only want wrong one. With that. <laughs> you, you want the right one. Right. You know, you don't want to, unless it's the beginning, because some people put a very general profile up. Yes. But then, then you get all these responses that you're not interested in. Right, right. So in, 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 in the deeper dating program that I took, uh, we were taught to put put our put our true selves out there, be authentic, be who you are. Absolutely. So you can attract the right person, and then it weeds out the incorrect people. Mm-hmm. Like I, I put in my profile recently, I think I just changed it. I'm an independent woman, yet I want a partner, someone who appreciates an independent woman. Mm-hmm. Because not every man wants an independent woman. <laughs> That's just right. reality. A, a lot do now. Like, and a lot of men want, um, this is the phrase, I'm sure you heard it, a purse or a nurse. <laughs> yes. Like, and that's not going to be me. You right, know? right. I shared with you that when I did my undergrad in psychology for research methods in psychology, I did um paper on dating after 50. And some of the findings were really very interesting, a great big eye opener for me, because I was just blown away by some of the stuff like men, when they are younger through actually 50s and 60s, want to, but definitely through their 50s, less so 60s, I think in their 50s was where it stopped. They want a younger woman, right? Um, Initially, because, you know, it makes them feel bigger. And then when they're getting older, it makes them feel younger. But right about their mid to late 60s, 70s, they want to make a comeback to women their own age. And it is, as you said, is that they're breaking down. They don't want to be in the club. They don't want to be running to this place and that place. Sometimes they just want to stay home and be quiet. And women, we're finding, about that same time are saying, well, you can stay home. Um, even women in their 40s, 50s, right? They want to travel. They want to do this. They want to go places. They want to go to wine tastings. And mm-hmm. yeah, so about the time that men want women their own age, a trend is developing where women want younger men. Right. So I'm curious where you, as a dating coach, how you help folks to navigate that. I have a story, a blog post I'm going to do on this. And there's a story of a woman who reduced her age requirement to 19 on Tinder. And she's 50. 
She's currently engaged to a guy who's 26. I think she's got like two kids who are older than him or his age. And I was like, hmm, okay. So how do we navigate that whole younger man thing? Each person's different. Like, I'm very useful looking. I don't look my age at all. Mm-hmm. And some of these men, like, I'm 68. Some of these men, uh, like, say, early 70s or whatever, they look like my father, you know. <laughs> it's true. They're, and, you know, I want to be with someone that's useful. Like, this guy I met, he's my age. Mm-hmm. He's a couple months older than me. Okay. And he's, he's pretty useful looking. So that's that's important to me, you know, how they look, how they take care of themselves. Right, right. But it's funny because my professor in my next up psychology class, Experimental, when I was telling her, you know, about that paper I'd done, she said, well, people don't tell the truth on their dating profiles. That's an expected. And I said, well, no, I told the truth on mine. I tell them I have seven kids, and, you know, and she's like, and how's that working for you? And I was like, well, since I really wasn't looking per se, it was more of an experiment, but you're right. I did not get a lot of hits. And she's like, yeah, because people don't tell the truth. She said, if you don't look 50 and you can get away with saying you're 35 or 40, why wouldn't you do that on your profile? But from, and this is just me, who I am and have been all my life, I look around corners and find problems, right? You know how some people just live in the moment? That's never been my strong suit. I think about that and say, well, suppose the relationship ended up being a good relationship. How do I then say, well, the truth is I don't have two kids. I have seven. (laughs) How do you hide that? You know, how do, how do you even? Right, right. So I, that would be a struggle for me, the lying on a dating profile. Yeah, in, in, in terms of the age, what I was advised to is, um, like in the age category, you can lie about that by a few years, but then in, in the body of, of the profile, you say, I'm not so-and-so. I'm really, you know, you tell the truth in, in, the, in the body of the profile. Ah, That's what I was. Okay. 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 So because it, it, the, the, uh, the sites, they, they go by uh, algorithms. Yes. Okay. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. So and... that, that may be helpful to you and to other women. Mm, you know? That's interesting. Well, so, we have gotten quite a bit of good information today. Tell me what else you have to give us to... There, there, uh, I recently discovered a few months ago, there's this uh, site, it's called stitch.net. S-T-I-T-C-H dot net. And it's, it's worldwide, and they have many discussion groups and activities. Like, I, I, like um, Tuesday night, where is today? Thursday. I ran a group uh, playing a game, Sparked. Mm. It's you know asking there's different categories and you know everyone answers it. And then um, I also ran a group about uh, dating after fifty, women who want to love again. And then I'm going to do another group. It's, this is all free, but it's getting myself out there and you know, putting putting myself on the line. Mm. 
Wow. Um, I'm going to do dating in, in the pandemic. I'm going to do a group. So check check that out. And it's all over the world. So oh. it's, it's very interesting. So I've met some women friends there, too. Women friends are important as well. Absolutely. And finally, um, to check out my website, which is my name, Lisa Botwinick, B-O-T-W-I-N-I-C-K.com. Well, Lisa, I want to thank you so much for sharing your wealth of knowledge in this area. Listeners, I do want to remind you that Lisa does have a 12-week group program on dating. And if you mention the After 50 Shades of Grey podcast, you will get a complimentary one-on-one session with Lisa, especially when this is new ground that we're trying to cover that we should, you know, get some help if we can and help to make that transition from even that single state of mind. And, you know, we're kind of set in our ways and really set some boundaries, really understand what it is we're looking for. A lot of times we know what we don't want, but we are not clear on what we do want. So someone that like Lisa can help you with that. And once again, her website is Lisa Botwinick, B as in boy, O-T as in Thomas, W-I-N as in Nancy, I-C-K dot com. And I want to thank you again for being with us, Lisa. And thank you, listeners, for being with us, too.